whoever is watching from where you are, and uh, this is the You Change the World. Uh, it's a show that uh, you find every Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, New York Time, Montreal Time. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I always start with a little housekeeping, but first I want to welcome uh, Daniel Lamar, who is the Vice Chairman of Le Cirque du Soleil. Thank you for coming today, Daniel. Thank you, Andre, for the invitation. It's uh, great to have the opportunity to chat with you, and uh, hopefully your uh, audience will uh, enjoy our conversation, I hope. I, I'm very confident they will, yes, because the subject is too exciting. But I first want to tell you that you have all of you access to the chat. Uh, as you know, we can't respond real time to your, to your questions or to your comments, but please feel free to do so. We'll see them on the right side of the screen. Um, I also would like to encourage everybody to register in YouTube, on the YouTube channel, uh, because that's where you can find those recordings and different things in the content. And without you being uh, subscribing, we don't have a, enough content. So we would like really to advise you to do so. And we are today, you know, showcasing this in different channels of social media, podcasts, uh, and uh and Spotify as well. So thank you for all of you to be here. And let's get started right away. So Le Cirque du Soleil, I think, is a name that everybody is familiar with. Uh, so Daniel, uh, if you could tell us a little bit your connection, your how you, you got involved with Le Cirque du Soleil in a few words, and then where you stand today in your life. I will be, would like to, to ask you to share that, if you could. Yeah. First of all, I joined Cirque du Soleil 21 years ago. I've been, uh, you know, the CEO for about 20 years, right. and uh, I recommended uh, to the board about a, a year and a half ago to uh, to have a replacement. So I had the luxury of selecting uh, my replacement, uh, Stéphane Lafay, who's next door to me right. and uh, is uh, managing the company on a day-to-day -day basis. Now I'm focused on new business development, which is a treat for me because that's what I like to do. And uh, as we speak, uh, we're going to open a new show tomorrow right. and, uh, and, and, and more to come uh, because we have a lot of uh, new shows in our pipeline. And that's exciting time at Cirque du Soleil, uh, rebounding after the pandemic. Right, right, exactly. So, uh, and, and what happened during the pandemic with the Cirque du Soleil? Yeah, that was a disaster because uh, obviously within 48 hours, uh, we have to shut down our operations. So we went from 44 shows to no show, right. from $1 billion of revenue to no revenue. Right. So that was a huge disaster. Fortunately, we got the support of our bankers and uh, new investors, uh, which had allowed us uh, to be able to relaunch our shows uh, within 16 months, uh, which in itself was quite a challenge. And that's why I'm Having a big smile today because yes, yes. 2022 was an amazing year for us. Okay. So we'll go back to that. I, I, uh, when I ask you about where you stand today, I was also curious about you personally. You know, the, the, you, you have, you're the leader of a very unusual type of business, but it's a business and we know it is, right? Uh, tickets are very expensive in Las Vegas when we want to see a show. I remember it was really very, very expensive. So when it is, it is a, a model that people are not too used to, but it's show business, it's entertainment, <clears throat> and it's Le Cirque du Soleil, which is by itself an incredible, magic uh, kind of world. I want to also mention that the reason why Le Cirque du Soleil is emotionally 
touching me a lot is that you combine, and if for people who do not know the Cirque du Soleil, it's, you don't find in the Cirque du Soleil any animals and on, on, in the circus, and even there is a tent and all of that, it's going to be another type of experience. You combine things that, I don't know if your founder, Guy La Liberté, had this vision, uh, but I was, I was, you know, in one part of my life, another life, uh, in, in the uh, theater um, industry, and I was uh, in acting, and, and I learned different acting techniques that I use today, by the way, in coaching for leaders. And we'll talk about it for a few minutes. But, mm-hmm. but, but what reminds me of show of, of Le Cirque du Soleil from the very beginning is what we call the Comida dell'arte or, or, or mimes and, and the costumes and all of this that you, that, that you bring is a combination of different things that we see in theater. So it's, not a, it's kind of, let's say, it's a, it's a theatrical circus. That's what I would like to call it. How do you, what do you think about that name? Yeah, uh, you know, you, you might have seen uh, that in the Blue Ocean Strategy. Uh, yeah. You know, the Harvard uh, business teachers were describing what we were. And, uh, you know, it's a good blend between circus art and theater and dance and music. And, and then I like to sum it up by saying I truly think that what Guy and, and, and the group of street performers at the time did is that they have created a new category of show, which is called, since then, Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil. And the Cirque du Soleil uses the word le cirque, but again, I, I don't, I, we find the clowns, we find these things, but it is very visual. There's a con- and, and that's what I think also I, can't, I want to bring now. There's a lot of things we do in coaching with executives and with managers in, corporate, in a corporate environment where they want to work on their posture, on, on, on becoming more aware of what people see, right? This is why we, I, I use a lot of acting in, in coaching. They are very, very, it's very challenging for many people who are very introverted, for example, right? Accountants, uh, engineers, they are with themselves, they are computers. When it comes to communicate and stop being in front of people presenting something, then the acting comes in play and there is a lot of techniques we can use. But I think Le Cirque is a symbol, for me, of an incredible amount of awareness and creativity about what the audience is going to see. Before the experience itself, it's about what they see, right? Yeah, no, totally. And you talk about posture. Uh, That's very, very important to me because, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of people thought that we were dead. And, uh, And I always, always turned down that idea. I always told our people that we will rebound. And that was, that was very, very important. And the reasons why I believed it will happen is because the uniqueness of our brand. Mm-hmm. We are one of the very few, if not the leading global brand in entertainment. And that's why we have been able to you know, come back the way we did. But then again, it was because as a group, the, the bunch of managers here truly believe that it will happen. And that's how we generate enthusiasm first through our employees, and then after that, through our patrons uh, around the world. So I think it's, it's an inspiring thing what you're saying. You're saying, if I can reframe it a little bit, is that you put so much intention and positivity into your posture, into your leadership, that people believed you. They trusted you, and this trust in you uh, probably carried on everybody 
until you could reach that point when you could restart <clears throat> and press the restart button, right? <laughs> yeah, and that was very important, uh, yes. you know, because in life you have a lot of different challenges. Uh, for me, that was by far uh, the most challenging situation, uh, you know, as the leader of, of this organization. But, uh, but then again, uh, if you believe in your value, if you believe that you can, you know, go through a situation like that and emerge, uh, you know, stronger and better, uh, then people will follow you. And that's what happened here. And that's why we, we, we remain, you know, a creative place where people want to, to be part of. Right. So now that we, we call this uh, show, You Change the World, and you're such a unique brand and a unique um, science <laughs> I, 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 of creativity, of innovation. How do you, what do you define? Maybe that's a vision of yours and, and of the Cirque itself. It would define it maybe in a way. What do you want the, the experience to be for, for the audience, for people that are coming across this very particular space? Yeah, the challenge for us is uh, to reinvent ourselves all the time. Okay. And in order to achieve that, you have first and foremost to generate an environment that really support creativity. So your people, your creators, your artists have to understand that they are empowered by us to develop new artistic content. And mm -hmm. in order to do that, it also means that we have to invest in R&D all the time to bring in our content, new technologies, uh, new way of presenting our act, because people are expecting when they walk in a theater or a big tent of Cirque du Soleil, that they will be surprised and that they will laugh and that they might cry and, yeah. and, and there will be a lot of emotion. And I like to sum that up by saying we have to create a wow that will surprise people and uh, that's a challenge we have every day at Cirque. Yeah. That makes me think is why do we have to be under the tent to live that experience of wow? Why don't we do this every day in our own little world? <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're right. And, uh, and, and you know, I've been uh, having the uh, opportunity to talk in some other organizations and they, their attitude was always, oh, it's easy to be creative at Cirque because that's the nature of what you are. Right. And, and I always deny that because I think it doesn't matter where you work. Creativity is very, very important. I, I, I went that far to say that without creativity, there is no business. And I truly believe that. And, and, and if you have any doubt, Joe, go and talk to the former employees of Polaroid. You know, they denied uh, innovation, they denied creativity, and they don't exist anymore. And that's why creativity is key. And it doesn't matter in what sector of activity you are. Creativity is what is going to bring innovation, and innovation is going to bring leadership in your industry. And we'll keep also us human. I don't, we can make uh, AI, right? Uh, artificial intelligence as creative as we want. But in a way, and that's within my next question for you, is how do you do you do you take this this AI revolution, uh, and how do you going to integrate that into the circuit? Yeah, I I think for me AI is a tool. Right. It's it's not 
you know, it's not a finished uh, product. And, uh, and I don't think, uh, you know, it's going to change the nature of artists, of our creators. I don't think any, any technology can replace the, 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 the emotion that a human trans can, can transmit to others. And I don't think a machine, a software, uh, it doesn't matter how sophisticated it is, can replace human performance. Well, and that's why we are remaining uh, relevant. So I'm not denying uh, a lot of, uh, of, of positive coming from that new technology, but you have to look into it as a tool and, uh, and, and, and not a nature in itself. Right, right. No, the, we, we need to learn a lot of things about AI, but you're right. I think that emotion is what human beings are going to keep for themselves. It's not something that we can give to a robot uh, to do. And, and this is one thing. And I think it's part of your, of your mission, of your, of your purpose to, to create emotion, to really connect to your audience and, and see what in your creativity, right? You are very intentional in creating emotions. Yeah, totally. And if you look to, you know, the, the mission is to uh, invoke the imagination. It's to provoke the senses. Yes. It's to evoke emotion of people around the world. So when I say that, Andre, we're very, very far from a robot. And, right. uh, and, and, and that's why I believe uh, it doesn't matter how technology is going to influence us. At the end of the day, nothing, nothing will replace human performance and human and human emotions. Well, I, I still I'm gonna be a little critical of what you said. I, I, I still think that 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 bots unfortunately can be trained to a certain extent to do a lot of what you do with your research and development people and all of that. I'm a little concerned, I really am. When when it comes to ask a, a bot to create a painting or to create something. They have been trained to do those things. So they have a sense of data. They have a sense of shape. All the things that are needed to create something. And then, then the training makes them find maybe the most refined way of coming up with a costume, for example, for a clown or a makeup or, 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 you know, or a setup. So just be careful. <laughs> this part, this part might, might, might be challenging you. No, but again, what you just yeah. described to me is you describe a tool. Right. You describe right. a machine right. that could develop costume. You develop a lot of things that those machines can provide us with. And I'm not denying it. At the opposite, maybe it will help us uh, to do it in, 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 a, in a different way. But the one thing that won't change is that the robot will not be able to perform in our show. And, and, and transmit emotion as a human uh, being does. No, no. I, I, my guess is that a bot could, in fact, be added in, on stage to a certain extent to do things that a human being could not do in terms of acrobacy or shaping a body in a way that really even the most elastic body wouldn't be able to do. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you're right, because right now, uh, you know, right. we, we were looking at what uh, Boston Dynamic are developing and they are developing robot that that could do some some performance and mechanically what they develop is uh is good but yes. then again it doesn't transmit emotion it doesn't transmit uh, human no. values 
totally uh, uh, in agreement with you. So back to leadership a little bit, right? Because uh, again, it's, it's it's the core of our of our of our theme, and the, the theme is how do we impact people as leaders? Um, do you recall? And that's the question I ask everybody. Do you recall any any event, any time when you felt your leadership as a person to one person or a group of people made a big difference and changed their lives, literally? Yeah, we first of all, uh, you know, we have a lot of example of people that have joined Cirque du Soleil, not even understanding uh, what company they were joining. Yeah. And I include myself in that. When I joined the company 20 years ago, I had no idea of, of, of the scope of Cirque du Soleil. I had no idea how different it was. And as a, as a sound business person, I was looking to see point of differences and, uh, and some benchmark. Right. But there is no benchmark to Cirque du Soleil because it's a unique organization. Nobody tour at the scale we're touring in 450 cities around the world. Nobody is uh, having 96 different nationalities working all together. So, so my learning process was quite difficult, but at the same time, very, very rewarding because I have the feeling for the last 20 years, I've been learning every day. Because people are talking today about diversity. At yeah. CERT, we have been living diversity through mm-hmm. our entire history because of, uh, of all those people from different nationalities. There is not one show where we have less than 20 different nationalities represented. Yes. And, and, and for us, from a human perspective, this is an amazing, amazing gift that we have because we learn from all those cultures coming from around the world. Yeah, the, the audience uh, becomes aware of that when they look at the program, but not when the show is is unfolding because people don't speak in the show, so you are, you might not hear the accent. or So you go into the uh, the program and you have the casting and then you see the names and you see where they're coming from, for most of them. I don't think you can put everybody because there's a lot of people on stage. But okay, so but back to my question is, I was really, again, trying to... So you're right. You, you, it changed you because yeah. you did not expect by the unique aspect of the Cirque and working with a man who who in fact started this company or this idea in the street and begging people for money, um, there is nothing like this that, that can be, you know, in the history of, of, I think, of corporate world, not corporate America or North America, it's the corporate world. There's not much we can really find uh, other than those who had the vision to do things like charity organizations, uh, the Restaurant du Coeur in France, you know, uh, the restaurants for the poor, all of those things. But... And that needs creativity too, but but to come from 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 Gila Liberté performing in the street uh, to today this incredible uh, machine that you are running it's it's unbelievable. And uh, there now you the business developer now you, the the vice chairman is the visionary who, who, who is like uh, projecting the the Cirque du Soleil into the future. So what do you think the trend is going to be for you? Um, yeah, I. I think what you, first of all, uh, despite everything we said earlier, uh, I think new technologies is going to influence us. Uh, yes. In the new show we're opening tomorrow, there are much more uh, visual effect. And, 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 and people try to, uh, you know, say you're either in technology or you're not. 
And I'm not of that school of thought. I think that technology could be an addition, a very interesting artistic addition, if it's there to support the human performance. And I think in the future, we're talking a, a lot about immersive experience. Uh, going within the, the big top, it's immersive by itself. But then it could be more immersive now because new technologies allow you to do. And, and that's something that you will see more and more Cirque looking at, is having the, the appropriate blend between human performance and, and new technology. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, if you don't think that it was technology in that show that I saw in, in Vegas one day, the O show, mm -hmm. when people are jumping and they fall in the water, when you think they're going to fall on the floor, I mean, by a fraction of a second for a trap to open, otherwise that person falls on the floor from very high. So yeah. it's amazing. And then have people in the scaphander under the water to, to do things also. It's unbelievable. So, yeah, there is nothing that we can we can find believable. For those who don't know the Cirque du Soleil, really take the first opportunity of your life to go and see a show. Uh, or if, like me, one day I was on the highway and I saw all those trucks of the Cirque du Soleil, huge, giant trucks, blue and yellow, Right, going fast on the on too fast on the highway because they had probably have to run out to, uh, to to be on time for for the next show. Unbelievable! No, really unbelievable. You you made a mobile and a fixed right and a fixed uh, uh, infrastructure yep. to, to display and to to perform incredible vision visions and 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 magic moments. Really magic moments. And I think that this is the answer also to my question. The audience and people individually are, in fact, getting an incredible impact from you that goes much beyond maybe what you believe. It, it, it is definitely uh, making people dream. It brings them positivity in times of crisis. And, and, and I think this is really what, what, what I feel uh, the future for your Le Cirque du Soleil is because it's so unique. It's such a, a DNA that, that nobody can imitate. They can imitate, yeah. it will never have the same. It goes to a lot of different levels. Yes. Uh, first of all, we receive every week a ton of testimonial that people say, you have changed my life. Yeah. And, and, and what they mean by that is that they're so inspired by the level of performance of our artists that they say, if that man or if that woman can do that, maybe at my scale, in my job, I can push myself more and do more. You know, like right now, to a different level, uh, we have established our studio in the poorest neighborhood of Montreal. Yes. And that was on purpose because we thought that we could change the environment of this community, which we did because, you know, 20 years later, uh, we have helped to resurrect the entire neighborhood and, and, and a lot of our neighbors uh, have been inspired uh, by our success and, and, and we have changed their life because they're pushing their own situation yes. to the next level. And this is so, so rewarding for us. Wow, this is really powerful. I really appreciate that point. About the neighbors, I don't know, but about the audience, for sure. Um, <laughs> the neighbors, it's, it's difficult to fathom what you're talking about. I remember being there and seeing those build buildings. It looks more, it looked more when I was there, like a, 
because you need very high ceilings and it looks like a, almost a manufacturing plant. You don't know there is a Cirque du Soleil behind those walls. <laughs> there is nothing you can guess from the outside. You need to get inside to see that they are training. And, and, and you know, there's so much more that we can say. In a half hour, it's limited. But yes, you were touching on something now that I was really wanted to bring. And, and it is the, the, you know, I have this image of a, a, a mother who is at stake. And, and I take that image a lot and will save the, 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 the child that she has lives by lifting the truck to save. A, 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 she will have the strength as, as, a, as, as a mother to lift a, a truck with all the weight that it represents to save her child's life. When you think of that, to be at stake, right, and, and, and find this energy. That's what I think you're referring to. When you see people stretching like they do and reach this level of, the, of, of agility, of, of, of flexibility, of, of, of uh, confidence, uh, they take risks. It, it's life-threatening it's sometimes, right? It's life and death sometimes. If, yeah, if they do not do it right, they might just kill, kill themselves. Yeah, no, you're right. Those people are so driven, you know, if I have a down moment in, 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 in one day between meetings, I just have to go in the studio and watch them training. Mm -hmm. They train so, so hard because they, you know, they know that they will have to perform in front of thousands and thousands of people and their salary really is how people are going to react to them. And they know that if they achieve an amazing level of performance, that the people will be rewarded and that the people will be inspired by them. And, uh, and, and to me, just spending five minutes in the studio, when I come back in my office, I'm driven because I'm inspired about their level of commitment and the work they do, training themselves hours and hours every day. Right. But I'm sure that the coaches they have, the trainers they have, build that also that consistency. You are performing every day. Uh, and every day we need to find the same amount of magic, of, of efforts, of, of, of uh, I don't know, you know, performance, the mm -hmm. high performance stuff. So I thought always, and I want to finish on this, on my side, <laughs> That I always thought always that I don't think if there is any recipe, there is definitely practices, best practices that we can all learn from the Cirque du Soleil in, in our own little worlds or large worlds. I think leaders, if they would get, I don't know if you ever thought of creating a school for leaders, but using the practices that you use in the corporate world, in the, in the work environment, would probably make a lot of changes and, and, and breakthroughs uh, in, in the work environment. So, so maybe, you know, uh, taking some of these practices in coaching and in other aspects of business schools and things like that, we have to learn a lot. And, and I know you, you wrote, uh, I think, your last book, because you are generous and you share some of those recipes in Balancing Acts. I think it's uh, something you wrote in, uh, that was published in 22, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, that's right. I, and uh, and yeah. that was great because I felt that I, you know, at the stage I am right now in my career, yeah. I thought that uh, I had a, a duty, uh, which was to transmit what I had learned from the best 
creators in the world, you know, the Beatles and James Cameron and Robert Lepage and other. So I felt that I should transmit that information. And that's why I've published this book, which allow me, I hope, to help other people in all sorts of industries to take some examples that I've learned from those great creators and maybe implement it in their right. own personal and professional life. Yes. So there is all these things in the back in the backstage, all this know-how, that expertise, those intentions of uh, creating emotions. What could we say to close up our half hour to our audience about what could they take away with them from you in terms of positivity? Because it's a little bit of a sad world these days, very concerning, very worrisome. Talking about wars and things like that, it's very, very worrisome. And I think changing people's lives today is about that. It's about bringing something that will stay with them and remain positive. What would it be? In your, yeah. your First of all, I have to say we had our own war which was the pandemic. Yes. And I never had in my entire life a challenge that difficult than saving this organization and rebounding in a very short period of time. And all of that was driven by the desire to save jobs for thousands and thousands of artists and creators. And, 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 and again, I think it's important in life that you have a purpose. It doesn't matter in what sector of activity you, you are, you have to have a purpose. And our purpose here is to help changing people by entertaining them and bringing them an escape for a couple of hours that they can walk away and reflect about what they do in life. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's a beautiful one. And, and, and it has some eternity to it it's not like the two hours or the two uh, or the moment they spent it, it is it's going to really stay the experience is staying it's like a you know a good wine a good fragrance but then it, do, it goes away this one stays That's it's right. measurable it's it's uh, fantastic so I, I thank you really for taking your time for us for all of us and i hope we'll we'll find you again thank you thank you andre anything like Look at um, at uh, you know in Amazon and 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 read the balancing acts that Daniel Mar wrote and reveals some of the things that we discussed today because it's an incredible book and very inspiring. Thank you again, Daniel, and thank, thank you everybody. Thank you very much. Bye bye. See you next week for everybody. Bye bye. Take care.